0: Okay, everybody. uh, Jeff Cross here. Um, I have on the phone with me uh, a longtime official in the basketball world and also in the football world and a professional in the corrections uh, industry. Uh, His name is Joe Ewers. He's from the state of Illinois. Um, Joe Ewers, can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. Hey, it's a good. Thanks for taking a call. I appreciate it. Um, I got a feeling that there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to want to hear your story and how you got to where you are. So um, just to give um, people a little bit of background, tell me um, what sports you officiate. I am a 28-year
1: basketball official and an 18-year football official.
0: Okay, and uh, have you done any other sports besides those two? No, sir. Okay, so uh, um, and have you done, what's the furthest you've done in those sports? As far as like playoffs? Yeah. Um, In
1: football I got our our, my crew got their first state championship this past year we did the 4A championship and in basketball I've done three state championships
0: the last one being in the year 2007 Okay so you're a football state final official in 2015 That's correct And then 2007 in basketball was your last basketball championship Correct Um, Now where is that held at Joe? The
1: football championship was held at Northern Illinois University this year, at Elsmite Street,
0: Northern Illinois, and University of Illinois. And the basketball championships were held at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. Oh, okay, cool. And was it at um, the basketball? Was it always, has it always
1: been in Peoria for the times you've done it? Yes, I did. all three of my trips were in uh, Peoria.
0: All right, cool. And I, I believe you said it, but let's just confirm. How many years have you been refereeing basketball?
1: 28. This is my 28th season coming
0: up. And then football. How long have you been refereeing? This is my 18th. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Joe, yours is a good friend of mine. Um, we actually have refereed uh, basketball together and football together, and we have many stories that we don't have time to go over right now. But uh, so that's great. Okay. So tell me, just so which one did you start refereeing first, basketball or football? I started refereeing
1: basketball first. Um, I started doing intramurals in college just to make extra money, and then I instantly fell in love with it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like once you get bitten by the bug, right? <laughs> well,
1: I knew I wanted to be a basketball official in the seventh grade, believe it or not, Jeff. I got my first technical foul by a longtime great official in Illinois called Dave Bill Spriggs. And the moment I got that technical foul, I realized at that point, believe it or not, I wanted to be an official. He
0: and, and it,
1: it called me out on my stuff early in my career, and I respected that.
0: Uh-huh. Now, do you think that, you know, your, your, your personal career in corrections, do you think that um, helps you in your officiating? I think it's a, it's a mixed
1: bag. It, it helps me to stay calm when things are, are you know, when the train's off the track. It helps me to stay calm, keep, keep a cool head, make good decisions when they're under the, when they're under the fire. Um, I think they, they play off of each other. I'm able to stay calm on the floor or on the field that I'm officiating in. And, then, and I'm in the office and the client decides to get a little rambunctious, you also have to keep your calm there, there as well. Okay, very they're, good. They're depending on you to be the professional. Keep things calm. And if you lose your head, they're going to lose dirt their head, and then everybody's just running crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a chicken with their head cut off. Um, exactly. So you got started in seventh grade, or you knew in seventh grade you want to be a basketball official. Now tell me about football. How'd you get started in that?
1: I played. I played for all of that Nazarene University. I'm quarterback over there, and then I started to work the chain, just as a volunteer thing, working the chain gang. And I was watching these guys work, thinking this is pretty easy. I can do this and make some money doing it. So I just started exploring that option, and I was blessed in the sense that I got picked up on a varsity crew my first year, which is unheard of. Cause one guy, uh, went to Division 1 football and they needed somebody. And I was available and they you knew I had an official mentality. So they picked me up and there was a lot of learning lessons in that first year. My first flag got called back because <laughs> they didn't teach me a secret of counting the backs in the backfield. I didn't think there's was one guy that all had scrimmage. Well. So, so yeah, that was, that was a fun
0: experience. So you're just aimlessly throwing flags out there and then your partners are going, uh, put that thing away. We don't need it right now, right? <laughs> yeah, I do it
1: out there and I go, There's the only not tight
0: in no. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> um all right, so that's so we've started in football, you know, you you played football. Did you play basketball? Did I
1: played
0: basketball? I did. Okay. And, I, and you, you didn't play collegially though, correct? No, nah, I
1: played best, uh, football and
0: baseball in college. Okay. Good. Okay. No. And you don't umpire baseball, correct?
1: No, I do a little slowpitch softball in the summer just to stay
0: active. All right. Good. All right. So I want to know. Just I got a couple more questions here. One of the questions I have is, what is whether football or basketball? What do you? What would you say is your best learning experience you've uh, you know you've experienced? in your officiating career, whether it be basketball or football, what is like something you will never forget? It is one lesson you will always remember, you always take with you.
1: I was calling a sectional semifinal game and there was a scrum on the floor. And just like any kind of a scrum on the floor, the coaches and the players are trained to call timeout. And I heard timeout, timeout, so I blew my whistle to fly, make sure anybody had possession of the ball. And as it turned out, is in front of, god and everybody and i totally blew the call and at that point in my career i was like this is a big stage you gotta learn to hold your whistle and that was probably one of the main lessons i learned hold your whistle be patient and and keep your head and know exactly what's going on before you grant that kind of stuff so that was a huge lesson that's one of my mentors too he was watching the game as well
0: so you blew the whistle when you shouldn't have blown the whistle is that what you're saying
1: I did. I blew the whistle. I shouldn't have. I granted a timeout when one wasn't warranted because no one had possession. It was just a scrum in the middle of the
0: floor. It was a rookie mistake. And so, t- tell me exactly what was going through your mind as soon as you did it, and you knew you messed up. You know, you know. Maybe let's say you got in the locker room afterwards after this whole experience is over. And what's your thought process there? Well, my thought process at the time was
1: I wanted the floor to swallow me up. There was never. <laughs> There was a lot of people in the crowd. It was, it was a big game. With two rival schools. And when I got in the locker room, I asked my partner that I kicked that call. I knew in my head that I did, but I wanted to confirm it. And they're like, yeah, you, you should have waited to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a fun. of my career I learned, just to have a patient whistle.
0: Yeah. Did you think you would ever recover from that mistake?
1: I knew I would recover. I was just more concerned about it. my goal was to get downstate and be a better official. And I just, I knew I was going to recover, but I didn't know at what cost, you know, how much damage I do in my career mm-hmm. at that point. And then I soon realized that, you know, one career does not, you know, I, did, you know, characterize who you are as an official. One mistake doesn't judge you like that. So you're going to have a short memory too, isn't it? Learn your lesson, but have a short memory as an official.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's a very good lesson. You know, I, I know so many officials that uh, you know they, they have a, a difficult situation like you're just like you just spoke of and they think it's over. You know they they you know they pack up their clothes and put their whistle away and say that's it and no more. But I mean, you're living proof that we we can work past that and still reach our goals. Would you agree?
1: I I totally agree. I mean, you gotta you gotta learn from your mistakes and do your very best you can not to repeat them.
0: Sure. You're going to make mistakes. That's part of officiating. You. You're not going to be a good official until you make those mistakes and learn from them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Learn from those mistakes and better yourself.
0: You're going to be a success on the floor. Right. Very good. All right. So here, here's the uh, next question I have. So I want to know your best memory on the floor or, or, or on the field or whatever it is in all the years you've been officiating, what's the one memory that just just you know, just makes your eyes just light up and, and your smile go from ear to ear? One of those kind of memories. What memory would that be? When I broke into
1: officiating, um, I hooked up with a guy by the name of Trent Deschleman. And he was my partner for, like, 15 years. And we were selected to call the state championship team together. That was 2007. And just watching. Seeing him on the other side of the floor when we're calling the state championship game, that just brought it all to fruition right there. That our hard work, our determination to be the best officials we could be paid off, and we were at the pinnacle of high school officiating calling the state championship. So that was my most treasured memory to date.
0: That's awesome. That's a great memory. I mean, I think there's officials out there across the country who would love to have. Just a portion of of some sort of memory, like you just described, right there.
1: It's incredible to work with your your partner that you come up through the ranks with, and you know how he's going to work. You know, you know what you know what gets him set off. His big tell was his ears get red. When his ears get red, I know I have to go get him out of the fire because he's gonna he's
0: gonna to fall with the coach. Right. So <laughs> it's time to get tripped away from the
1: bench when his ears get red. So we always had to say that when games get a little crazy, we look at each other and tug at our ear. And that's just our way of saying Let's get our heads back in the ball game. We still have this under control. Let's get the train back on the track.
0: T- t- tell me uh, what is, if you had to pick between, I'm going to talk a little bit about the game, the actual moment itself. You get assigned to the state tournament with your mentor, your longtime friend for many years. It, are you going to remember the you know, the 30 or 45 minutes or an hour in the locker room before the game? Are you going to remember the game? Are you going to remember the 20 or 30 minutes after the game, after it's all done and over? What would be the, out of those three, what's what's the best moment out of those three?
1: Uh, I'm going to say before the game, when we get that assignment and we think back to all the millions, hundreds of schools that we drove to on a Saturday night when it's 12 degrees outside, and all that hard work the the camps we went to the clinic we went to the video we watched the the screaming coaches and the fans all that came to fruition at that moment when you get that I just say you give us a letter you know this is your notification when you get that letter you can't explain how happy you are when you get that letter
0: Mm -hmm. that's awesome
1: I was saying before I mean when you get that assignment that that was the best they all have their own special spot in my heart
0: and You know, just to uh, uh, confirm, how many years did it take you from year one of starting officiating to actually reach that ultimate ultimate moment to be in a state tournament game with your mentor? How many years did that take? It took me 14 years from the first time I strapped on the whistle to get my first state championship game. And then you were signed with your mentor three years later or two years later?
1: Uh, we, I was playing with him. I uh, went down in 05, no, 04, 05, 04 06, 07. So it was three years later we got the state championship together,
0: just him so, and I. So almost 17 years for that actual moment to happen. Exactly. Awesome. That's a good story. Great stuff. Okay, so here's another question for you. I need to know, or everybody would like to know, I believe, what is the funniest moment that you've had officiating, whether it be basketball or football?
1: Funniest moment, I would have to say, would be in football, when we were calling a a varsity game, my crew and I were, and there was an interception, and a white hat went to go turn around. He got ran over by the players, and as he was rolling, his hat was rolling faster than he was. (laughs) (laughs) He weighed about a buck 20, so it didn't take much to knock him out, but he gets up, and he had a clueless look on his face. So that, the tree that was that just sticks out with me.
0: Too, football. That's awesome. <laughs> was he okay? Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. He was more embarrassed than anything. We <laughs> pretty much stopped Jake for the. The players and just kind
1: of laughed. What are you
0: going to do? Yeah, we can't miss that's this. Awful <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great stuff. <laughs> great to raise an <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the uh, last thing. Well, it's actually a three-part question, and I just want to know. So, we've talked about you know all your your great moments, your, your sad moments, and you know the moments where the floor might swallow you up, and you know the the funny stories. But um, people out there want to know what it takes to be successful at officiating, and um, if you could just give me three things that was uh, integral in you achieving your success in your, you know, 28 years, almost 30 years in officiating? Uh, Tell me, give me three things.
1: First one is patience. You have to be patient. You're not ready for the varsity level in your first few years of officiating. You need to be patient. You You need to be not only patient, but you need to be observant. Watch those individuals who made it down there. When I watch basketball, football games, I don't watch those games to watch the game. I watch them to watch the officials. I want to learn something new every game I watch. So you have to be observant. And most importantly, besides being patient and being observant, is you should never, ever, ever, this is more beyond my soapbox, you should never, ever sell your family out to get to that level. Make sure you keep number one, number one at your family you have all those things in check, good things are going
0: to come your way. That's the best
1: advice I can get any official. So just... for patience and observation.
0: That's awesome. Those are three great points. Um, and I'm sure in, in no particular order. Would you agree? No. <laughs> I would say family. I'll put,
1: put your family first,
0: partner. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think um, you've given some people some great insight and... Um, uh, if if uh, you're still out there refereeing, right, basketball and football, correct?
1: Yes, I am. Looking forward to it.
0: Man, that's awesome. And your football season's coming up here soon?
1: Uh, August 19th, we have a first scrimmage, and then the following week after that, we strap it
0: on. That's awesome. Um, well, I appreciate you guys uh, just taking just a few minutes of your day, uh, and I know you're busy, and I know you're working hard at uh, being a great family man, and a great partner, and a great professional, and um, there's already been great things that for you, and, and uh, you just taking 15 minutes right here could uh, potentially help uh, m- multiple other officials to get help reach their goal, and uh, I just like to personally thank you for that. Okay, buddy. Uh, happy to get back. Thanks for the time, Joe. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Jeff.